only four weeks' time. It's a Swindon Half Marathon. Who else is running it? Swindon Half Marathon. Ian's running it this year. Anyone else running it this year? Swindon Half Marathon. It might be the last one, guys. Your last opportunity. So um, we should, anyway, I'll just talk to Ian for a minute. Now we, um, I've got this fairly like crazy goal of what I'd love to run this half marathon in, which I don't. I don't we'll see how we get on. But um, the, the, the thing about when you set a goal is you can see how you're doing. And, and I've been for a couple of training runs, and um, you can work out if I want to run it in this time, then each mile should take this long or maximum this long, as you sort of die as it goes on. And um, so I'm running like a, a fraction of the distance and not even coming close to what I need my mile splits to be for, for, for this thing to work. And um, I'm just thinking to myself, gosh, I just, I just haven't got it in me. I just haven't got, I just haven't got the gas. I just haven't got what I need. I, I haven't got it. And um, the hope is over several weeks of training, we'll get closer, but it's getting very close. <laughs> we're, not, we're not that much closer. But... Um, Sometimes I can feel a bit like that in my faith. There's these big dreams, there's these callings. You read this, the amazing, this amazing stuff in this book about, about what we're invited to as Christians, about the life of, of freedom, the life of, of miracles, the life of having an impact, the life of partnering with God, the life of changing. And then you read that and you just think, that sounds amazing, that's a great goal, but I just haven't quite got it in me. I'm out of gas. I can't quite do this. I can't keep being nice to that neighbor who's a nightmare. I can't keep praying when I'm not seeing miracles happen. I can't keep doing this. I, I haven't got it in me. I haven't got what I need to make this happen. And um, maybe you're here and, 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 and you're brand new to this Christian thing, or you're even brand new to church, and you think, well, the ideas that Christians talk about, they seem so hard. How can we do them? And um, Jesus gives a, a response to it, really. In, um, in John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39, I'll read this little passage for you. It says, On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Whoever is thirsty should come to me, and whoever believes in me should drink. As the scripture says, streams of living water will pour out from his side, or her side. Jesus said this about the Spirit which those who believed in him were going to receive. At that time, the spirit had not been given yet because Jesus had not yet been raised to glory. Now, what's going on here? It talks about in the first line about on the last and most important day of the festival. So three big festivals in the Jewish tradition, Passover, Pentecost, and this one, which is a feast of tabernacles. And so that's what they were celebrating at the time. It was that feast. And the feast of tabernacles, tabernacle is another word for a tent, and they were celebrating the 40 years when God's people lived in tents. So God's people, they were slaves to the, to the Egyptians. God rescued them in an amazing way by, um, you can watch, watch the, the version on um, Prince of Egypt. God rescued them, but for 40 years they lived in tents in the wilderness. And um, during that time, God provided for them in amazing ways. He protected them from, um, from people who were trying to harm them. And he um, provided for them in amazing ways through food and also through water. One really fun way, when they didn't have any water, they were complaining. And God said to Moses, who was leading them, strike this rock and water will come out of the rock. So God literally provided from nowhere this water for them. And so they're remembering all this stuff during this Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, but Pat and Church is a little bit like we're in a bit of a tabernacle season, tense, because we're sort of in, in the platform. We love being here. But this isn't going to be our final home. We're going to be moving down the road at the end of the year to, um, to the pattern store. So this is a bit of a, 
I, I was reminded of that when it, it, it was me and Lizzie's turn this morning to do the um, storage run, to go and go, go, go to the... Um, to the big yellow stories to get all our stuff for church and then we'll be heading back afterwards because we're, we're in a tabernacle season at the moment and sometimes we're a bit like that in our lives but anyway that's what they were celebrating they were celebrating God's faithfulness during that time that's what the festival did and a big part of that was, was celebrating God's provision of water so water was a key part of the festival every day during this festival the priests would go down to a certain pool and they get out a big tub of water and they take it to the temple and they pour it out, remembering how God provided for them and continues to provide for them. That was a festival. And then, on the last day of the festival, it says here, on the last and most important day of the festival, they would bring lots of water. And they would pour out lots of water to remember how God, God's provided for them. And it was at that moment, when they're pouring out all this water, the Jewish people, to remember God's faithfulness to them, it's at that moment that Jesus a bit cheeky, stands up and says, in a loud voice, with all this water everywhere, whoever is thirsty should come to me, and whoever believes should drink. So you've got like water everywhere, celebrating God's faithfulness, this is an amazing big moment, and God says, well, this water's great, it's great that God's provided, that I've provided for you over the years, for your physical sustenance, but who wants some living water? Who wants, who's thirsty for more than just provision? Who's thirsty for something that goes a little bit deeper? Who is thirsty for something that actually matters? Because if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. There's lots of people are thirsty. We see that all over the place. We're looking for satisfaction in innumerable ways. We're looking for satisfaction in, in fame. We're looking for satisfaction in money. We're looking for satisfaction in relationships. We're looking for satisfaction in jobs and goals. And none of those things are necessarily bad in and of themselves. But Jesus says, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. I'm going to bring real satisfaction. I'm going to bring real life to you. If you're thirsty, come to me and it says, as the scripture says, streams of life-giving water will pour out from your side. And Jesus said this about the Spirit, about the Holy Spirit, who, who, um, which those who believe in him, that's us, we're going to receive. So what Jesus is talking about here is the Holy Spirit. He's saying, when you're feeling dry, when you feel like you haven't got enough, when you feel like you can't make it, when you feel like you can't do it, what you need is the living water that I bring. If you're feeling dry and thirsty, this is the remedy. You need the Spirit. You need the Spirit. You need to come to me. And this is um, it's really interesting. It says, come to me. And it doesn't say, I'll fill you up. It doesn't say, come to me and I'll quench your thirst. It doesn't say, come to me and you'll have enough for that day. It says, whoever is thirsty should come to me, whoever believes should drink. As the scripture says, streams of life-giving water will pour out from his side. Other translations say, rivers of living water. And what the invitation with Jesus isn't just to come and, come and have a top-up. The invitation really is to come and become a river. Come and become a river. Come and have the Holy Spirit flowing 
through you so that you can be a life source to your family, to your friends, to the people around you, to your community, to the place where you work, to Swindon. He's saying, come and become a river. Come and become a river. Come and tap into a source so much greater than yourself that it is a non-stop. Come and become a river. Don't just get a bit of the Holy Spirit. Come and be a river of the Holy Spirit. Come and have God's presence flowing through you. And when you think about it, it is absolutely crazy that the God who spoke creation into being, who spoke this universe into its existence, who made everyone and everything we see, who is holy and good and all-loving, would then choose us to be to be conduits, to be people through which people experience his presence, for us to be rivers. And that's the invitation, to come and be so full of the Spirit that it overflows. Do you have any keen gardeners here? Any king gardeners? Or anyone, keen, anyone a friend of a king gardener? You know a king gardener. It's good being a friend of a king gardener, isn't it? Because what happens when harvest season comes around and they've, they didn't plant one bit of radish, they've got a whole, a whole like, quarter mile of radish, is that from the abundance they get, we get some. You know, your friend comes around with another flipping bag of carrots. I don't want any more of your carrots. I got enough. But that's, that's the picture, that we are so full that it overflows, that people around us are blessed because of the Spirit in us. That's the invitation to go from being so dry we can't even look after ourselves to being so full of the Spirit that it flows to everyone around us. And that's the invitation to come and become a river. What does a river do? Loads of towns around the world were placed next to rivers. And the geographers will tell you it's two reasons. Firstly, it was transport because they didn't used to have trains and, and, coach and lorries, so everything would flow on rivers. But the second is because of life. Where there's water, you can grow things. Where there's water, you can drink. Where there's water, there can be life and joy and things can be restored. And water does that. It's also a bit unpredictable and powerful. But that's what rivers do. And we're invited to come and become a river. To come and be people from whom the Holy Spirit flows through. So what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit does a whole bunch of stuff. The Holy Spirit reminds you just how loved you are, that you're part of the family. In Romans 8:16, it says, by the Spirit, we testify that God's our Father. It's the Spirit that reminds us that God's not just a distant person miles away, but that he loves us, that he's close, that whatever happens, we are loved. That's what the Spirit does. The Spirit grows fruit in our lives. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, it talks about the fruit that grow in our lives as Christians. I remember a couple of years ago speaking to someone from my church at the time, and um, she'd become a Christian, she'd been baptized with us, and she was saying, Joel, I don't know if I've been filled with the Spirit. I don't know if I've got the Holy Spirit with me. I said, well, what's the fruit of your life? Are you more joyful? Do you have more peace? Are you kinder? Are you more gentle? Are you more generous? She says, well, yeah, I am all those things. I said, well, that's the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Because that's what he does. There's fruit. There's also gifts of the Spirit. Some of, some of the crazy fun stuff. There's things like speaking in tongues, which is where, where God gives you another language to speak straight to him. Or um, prophecy, where, where God gives you words that he wants you to say to other people. Or, or he gives you his insight into, into a situation. Or healing, 
where you pray for people and they get healed. That's some of the stuff that the Spirit does. When we, when we become a river, the Spirit gives direction to our lives. Um, you know, someone was telling me that the River Severn has moved two miles from where it used to be. Because rivers move. And sometimes as Christians, God invites us to do crazy things that we never dreamed we'd do. That's what the Spirit does. I mean, I never thought I'd land up in, in the most amazing town in the country. I, I was planning on, li- on living by the seaside. Who wants to do that? But the Spirit says, come to Swindon. That's the sort of thing that God does. He guides us. And the Spirit brings power to our lives. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, When the Spirit comes, you will receive power, and you'll be my witnesses. We get power when the Spirit comes. And it's the big stuff for sure. It's the healing. It's the crazy stuff. But it's also the power to keep loving, the power to keep reaching out, the power to give something another go when it's hurt before, the power to forgive again. That's what the Spirit does in our lives. But that's the invitation for us to be people who the Spirit flows through. Who the Spirit flows through. And being a river of the Holy Spirit, it's it's not always easy. This isn't the easy option. There's, There's some walls that we hit. There's some obstacles. There's some challenges. But um, it's a lot of fun. It's an adventure. There's purpose. There's joy. We get to partner with God to see Swindon become a bit more like heaven. That's what we get to do when we become a river. We get to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves, joining in with what God's doing. And that's the invitation to become a river. To become a river. And there's, um, it's really Jesus gives two there's two qualifying factors to become a river in this little passage here. It says, um, whoever's thirsty should come to me and drink, uh, should come to me and whoever believes should drink. That's the two. So we need to believe in Jesus. That's number one. Believe that Jesus died for us to give us new life, to invite us into this. That's the first criteria. You can do that or not. And then the second criteria, whoever is thirsty whoever is thirsty and so often where I look at my life the times where I'm a bit dry the times where I'm a bit grumpy the times where I'm anything but a river it's really that I haven't been thirsty I haven't been calling out to God to say come and be part of this I need you I've been doing my own thing my own way sometimes even choosing to go the wrong way choosing to do sinful stuff stuff that isn't helpful But the question is, am I thirsty? Do I want this? Do I really want to be a river? And it sort of feels like, it's almost like, what's this about? Is God saying, I have to do something to get it? Well, no, but if I give you a present, it's up to you if you want to open it. And God's saying, here's the invitation. Come and be a river if you want to. If you're thirsty. If you want to invite me into every part of your life. Come and be a river. Because I'm not always thirsty. I'm not always thirsty, but everyone's invited. You don't have to be some sort of extra special Christian who knows the whole Bible and has been doing this for ages and prays the right prayers. That's not the qualifying factor. Believe in Jesus and be thirsty. It's an invitation for each and every one of us to come and be a river if we believe in him and if we're thirsty. 
So I suppose the question is, um, how thirsty are we? How thirsty are we? I've got a few little props. I'm doing props today, guys. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> nervous laughter. Oh, this one's run. This one's leaked, I'm afraid. Sorry, guys. Do you want to be a, let's just see if it, a little bit works? Do we want to be a little bit? Do you want to be a little bit of a river? Do we want to be someone who occasionally mentions to a friend we've been at church? Or do we want to be someone who, you know, retweets the odd tweet or occasionally shares something encouraging on Instagram? Is, is that the sort of river I want to be? That's, that's not a bad start. But, and, and that's okay. But Jesus is saying there's more if we want. We can be, um, we can be a bigger river. You know? There's more for us. You know? Do you want to, it's not great, it's Poundland. But we can, have, um, we can have a bit more of his presence. It's quite a hot day, it's all right, isn't it? We can have a bit more. We can, um, you know, we can share a bit of God's love with those around us. We can, um, <laughs> actually, I, want to, I, want, I don't want to discourage people from sitting on the front. I want to get the guys at the back. Yeah, you know, front's the best place to sit in church. You know, um, are we, am, I, am I inviting God into my days? Am I saying I want your presence here? Am I laying down some of my stuff to say I want to be a river? Am I doing that? Or, um, or are we really going for it? Are we really going to do this? This has got a backpack. I've always wanted one of these. There have been Ghostbusters here. You know, am I, um, actually, I'll spray it, then I'll talk. Otherwise, you'll feel nervous the whole time. I'll put it down, otherwise you'll all feel, you won't be able to concentrate. But it's, am I going to be someone who lays down my everything and says, and says, God, I want to be a river. I want you to invite you into my private life. I want you to invite you into my public life. I want you to invite you into my family, into my time on my own, into the things I do with my friends, into my place of work, into those relationships that are difficult, into everything I've got. Do I want to be someone that carries God's presence into the places I am? Do I want to be someone who lays down my whole life and says, God, make me a river. I want to be someone who your presence flows through. I don't want just a little bit. I don't want to be a little bit thirsty. I don't want to be... A big bit. I want to be so thirsty. I want to invite you into everything. I want to be someone who carries your presence. I want to make a difference to the places I am. I want a bit of heaven to go with me to every single place I go. The invitation, come and be a river. And the requirements, we believe in Jesus and we're thirsty. And I'm thinking today, how thirsty am I? Um, we had an amazing time a few weeks ago. Uh, 70 of us, we've guys who came for the day. We went to Focus, which is our church a week away. I'd love you all to come next year. Um, you can book on now, actually. You just pay £50 deposit. Get it for the cheapest price. But um, one of the lady, ladies speaking at Focus, a lady called Alex Seeley, incredible pastor from um, Nashville in America. And she was just really talking about some of this stuff, about the spirit, about how it's just central to all they are. And, um, and I just felt God saying to me during that, during that talk, Joel, don't take your foot off the accelerator when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Don't take your foot off the accelerator. All the other stuff's great, but keep pushing in. 
Keep thirsty. Keep inviting me. Keep making space for me. Keep having me at the center. Don't take your foot off the accelerator. And that's, um, that's my thing, but it's the same invitation for each of us. Come and become a river. And I mean, there's loads of guys doing this. Like, I mean, Tim who invited four of his friends on Alpha last term. That's being a river. That's being a river. Or um, another beautiful couple in our church who've, who've only been back to church for the last six months, but they're already they're volunteering with Safe Families for Children to try and make a difference to him, to, to the lives of some youngsters in Swindon. They're becoming a river. We've got people opening up their homes to people. We've got people praying. We've got there's people becoming rivers. And that's the invitation for each one of us. I've got a friend called James who, who prays for someone to be healed in his workplace pretty much every week. That's becoming a river. They know that if they're sick, they go to James. That's what happens when we become a river. And that is the invitation for each and every one of us to become a river. Or there's guys who, who every second week during the term are praying for this church, praying for Alpha around Matt and Kathy's house. They're, they're using their time to pray for God to move. That's, that's being a river. That's being a river. How's God got him? It's, we can be a river, but it's, um, it's up to us if we want to. If we want to push in, if we want to, we can have a chance now and in just a moment to wait upon the Spirit and, and see what he wants to do. But um, in, our, in our weeks, if, if there was like a fly on the wall watching me each week, what would the conclusion be? This guy is thirsty for the presence of God. This guy is thirsty for Jesus to be at the center of everything. This guy is desperate for the Holy Spirit to be in, in, in his whole week. And I'm not sure it would. So I'm thinking for me, am I thirsty for each one of us? How thirsty are we? Do we want to become a river? Do we want to become a river? We've got a big old vision here at Patton Church. Inviting people into family to serve Swindon. You know, we're um, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got, we've got some baptisms happening. That's so exciting. That's what we're here for. And, and that'll be baptism number two and three. And we're so privileged to do that. We come if it was just for those guys. We're also dreaming of a thousand baptisms. So there's another 997 to go after that. Well, that's only going to happen if we become a river, each one of us. We're only going to reach Swindon like we're dreaming of it. We're dreaming of an army of young people running after Jesus. Well, that's only going to happen. When we become rivers, we're dreaming about making a difference to some of the social issues in Swindon. Well, that's only going to happen when we become a river. We're looking to see this town transformed for Swindon to be like heaven. That's why the church is here. But guess when that's going to happen? When we become rivers. When we become rivers. I mean, imagine them. Um, Imagine if we did this, if each one of us bought our whole weeks, our whole life and said, God, flow through me from start to finish. I'm going to go your way, not my way. I'm going to take the risks as you stir something in me. I'm going to step out. I'm not going to do this without you. Come into all of it. Imagine how that might impact our friendships, our relationships, our schools, our places of work, our homes, our streets and this town. Swindon's looking for people who are flowing with the Spirit. The invitation's there to become a river. And the question for me and for you is, are we thirsty?